The marching arts are all about the performers, their passion, dedication, and artistry. I'm Steve McCarrick, and on this episode of On a Water Break, we're excited to speak with Amber Paget, who's a captain of one of our favorite East Coast Color Guard units, Blessed Sacrament. Amber, welcome to the show. Hello. Hey, good to talk to you. Um, I think this episode's going to be going up real close to a WGI Finals, and I mean, screw it. At this point, even just period, we are really close to WGI Finals, so... I'm excited Absolutely. to get to hear you um, and learn a little bit about your show. But uh, before we do that, just to get things going with a quick introduction, I'll give you about 32 counts or so to let our listeners know all about your background, where you marched, anything else that you could cram into eight bars. Does that all sound right. good? Sounds good. Cool. All right. Whenever you're ready. Hi, I'm Amber Padgett. I'm 23 years old, and I started Color Guard when I was four years old with St. Anne's. I marched there from 2004 to 2015. After that, I got my first contract with Sac World at age 15, but declined until the 2017 season, and I've been there ever since. For Drum Corps, I marched with the Boston Crusaders from 2016 until my age out in 2021. Last summer, I taught at the Spartans, and this year I will be teaching with Phantom Regiment. I think I made it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you were good. That was right in line. Uh... Good job with it. But that's a really long uh, drum corps and marching career, starting when you're four years old. Do you come from like a drum and uh, color guard family? For sure. My mother did color guard when she was younger, back in the 80s. And my sisters both did color guard. They're both older. So my oldest sister started in 2000. So that was like the year I was born. So <laughs> Yeah, you're a product of... <laughs> Of exactly. a bunch of color guard experience over there. Um, sure. <laughs> it shows because you you really got to kind of have a good long career. Um, do you think this will be your last season marching or do you intend to still do WGI after I, this one? I think this will be my last one, but I say that every year. <laughs> stop when you start. So. Yeah, if percussion didn't have an actual hard age out, I think I'd have been right with you. I'd have been just clawed right back to it every time. Um, <laughs> that's cool. I, I actually, I didn't realize that you had marched Boston for so long. That's super impressive. Um, but we'll stick a little bit more on Blessed Sack for what we're talking about here since we're so close to WGI. Um, could you tell everyone a little bit about this year's show? Yeah, so the show is called Just Riff. It's a super big jazz show. It's super fun. We have it set up in like different productions. Um, so like the first one, we're like super sassy in your face, like super mm -hmm. East coast. And then the next set we get like super aggressive and like, we have influence from like West side story. Okay. And then we have a little bit of like a love section. We're happy smelling the roses <laughs> and then we get it to the end and everything's super exciting and fun, fast paced the whole time, never stopping. Yeah. Cool. So they kind of are, they're asking the performers to portray like a wide range of emotions. Would you say? For sure. Yeah, Absolutely. that's that's uh that's interesting. So, um take us through how the show comes together then. Like um some ensembles they like to spend a lot of time designing and redesigning. Some groups they like to kind of come in knowing what they're going to do and then they spend a lot of time cleaning it. What would you say the the like blessed sack experience is like? Yes. Sack is super unique in the design aspect because we start learning choreography pretty much as soon as we get like our like our callbacks and like we're all set and the line is set mm -hmm. but we don't start designing until december um 
So they have like thoughts in their heads and we'll try like little mini products of that, but yeah. the whole thing doesn't happen until December. Okay. Um, yeah, it's super cool. Um, and like the gyms in the Northeast are so tiny, so it's hard to get like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's hard. something I guess if you weren't from around like New England and that kind of area, you might not realize like everything is crammed together up here yeah and so. it's it's cold all the time like at least for percussion space too it's like it's hard to get a clean drum line up here if we yeah. don't get to go outside that's probably not as big of a deal to color guard but it's it's not a friendly place um, really not <laughs> um but yeah but that's interesting it sounds kind of like i guess they find the members first and then i i bet they're working a lot with like the people they have to try to play to their strengths in some sense a little bit too for sure. Um, we learn a lot of choreography before starting the design aspect, like to the music we have to see what works for our style and what doesn't. And I think that's super beneficial um, leading into this, like the, the design season in December. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. Um, if we were to take like a more 10,000 foot perspective and not even be thinking about like this year, um, if you were talking about SAC world in general, what do you think makes the, uh, the program unique? I would say the super rich history. SAC's been mm. around since 1936. Wow, that's, that's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> like closer to 100 years than not. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, and SAC's been making it to world-class finals for over 40 years now consecutively. Damn. So, yeah, it's super impressive. I'm, like, super honored to be able to be part of that for sure. No, that is, you're right, that's really unique. That's to be a part of an ensemble that's existed not just longer than WGI, but like like twice as long, like significantly <laughs> longer than anyone's been doing this. It almost like it's hard to wrap my brain around that. Um, was SAC a drum and a drum corps originally or um it was a drill team originally. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um and then what other kind of groups exist under that umbrella now? Because I keep hearing you say SAC World. Um is there another unit? Um, um, there's of... an open class group. Okay. Yes. So open and world are both competing over there. Um, that's that's cool. Um, is there anything that you would say you've done it for a couple years now? Do you have any one experience that stands out in your head as like, wow, that was just a, a really great like moment with the SAC color guard? I would say um, actually last weekend. It was wow. our finals. <laughs> Every year, Nesba Finals is absolutely insane. Like, we teach, like, the members teach so many kids in the area. Mm -hmm. So, like, at finals, they all get to watch, and they just scream their heads off every time. So it's always so special just experiencing that and no, yeah, having, that's... like, so many people see it, too. That is cool. That's super wholesome. And I think that, like, these local circuit shows, don't, they always pan out that way. Like, um... I was marching United for a little while. And when we would do maps competitions, mm -hmm. it was like everyone was there to see United. They were super excited. And I think I like that. that's kind of what's nice about like the local shows you get to do before Dayton anyway in an ensemble like SAC or United. Amber and I are going to pause for a minute here while we head to commercial, but stick around to learn about some of Amber's favorite shows after this. Let's go. Set it up top of the show. Hey everyone, this is Jackie, one of your hosts from the On a Water Break podcast. 
we know you are getting excited about WGI World Championships coming up soon, and we are too. So make sure you tune in to our special predictions episodes coming up this week. We'll see you at the show. Hey, this is Christine Ream and Chris Green. Guard Closet was founded as a consignment business in 2000. Since then, it has grown to include winter guard, band, percussion, and other genres. We can help you with custom flag and costuming designs. Our consignment inventory has plenty of great looks for your color guard, drumline, and marching band. Pay it forward. When you purchase consignment, you help other programs. Last year, we sold over 400 sets of consignments and returned over $125,000 in payments to our consigners for their sales. Additionally, Guard Closet offers custom and pre-designed costumes, flags, floors, and formal wear, full or partial show writing, educational programming, and other services. Max out your rehearsal time and set up a microsite for easy student ordering for shoes, gloves, and other equipment. The Guard Closet team is here to help you get everything you want and need for your season. Check us out at guardcloset.com and follow us on social media. Hey everyone, it's Tim Hinton, the beast of the marching arts, here from the Marching Roundtable Podcast. I gotta tell you, this week's podcast, I think you'll really enjoy it. It's called Trusting Your Gut in the creative process, Jessica Slaybaugh talks with Zachary Barber, and they do it in the context of creating a winter guard show, but it's all about kind of figuring out if things are going well when you're putting your show together, when to know when to pivot, maybe make some changes. I think you'll enjoy that conversation. Next week on Monday, April 10th, Matt James is here as part of our series on three things I wish I'd known when I first started teaching. Matt James, of course, was the director of bands at Lawrence Central High School and had those wonderful shows and wonderful bands for so many years. I'm sure that you'll be interested in hearing what he has to say, advice for you as you're doing your own teaching, especially if maybe you're early in your career. And then the week after, on Monday, April 17th, well, I gotta tell you, you can't always have a great podcast. I had a hard time finding a guest, so I'm gonna be talking with this group from this new podcast called On a Water Break. You know, it may not be our best episode ever, but I think you'll enjoy hearing from uh, some of the hosts. They seem to have thousands of them, but anyway, some of the hosts are on that to talk about how they put the podcast together and the lessons they've learned as they've started the process. So make a note, April 17th, a group from On The Water Break. And enjoy the podcast we have out now. And remember, you can find over 1,100 podcasts at our website at marchingroundtable.com. Hope that you'll go and listen and learn. I want to get into it a little bit here. We always play a short little game on this show with our guests. It's called March Teach Cut. Okay. If you could march in any show ever, what show would it be? It would be Fantasia 2002 Karma Sutra. Whoa. Yeah, it's a very unique show. It was very inventive for its time, and uh-huh. it's one of the shows that could not be done again. <laughs> Absolutely never again. Yeah, I was just thinking the other day, I was like, if we did a uh, like an, a podcast episode episode about all the shows that got banned or like were otherwise controversial shows, mm-hmm. that would be that would be a fun thing to look back over time. Um, Absolutely. That's cool. I actually haven't heard of that one uh, being a, a percussion guy, but maybe I'll go scour the Internet for Fantasia 2002. Um, if you were to design any show, what would it be? It would be Blessed Sacrament 2014, Composition in Red. Okay. 
Tell us a little bit about that show. Um, it was a super beautiful show. Um, it opened up with a woman playing the flute, and it was all saber. Oh, and wow. Okay. Yeah, I love saber so much. So being able to help in that realm, I would be in my element for sure. Right. Yeah. No, that makes sense. And it, like, if it's a show back then that you know you love too, it would just probably be a great experience. Um, if you had, this one's always more difficult. If you had to cut a show and just wipe it off the world, what show would it be? <laughs> it would be Diablo Rojo, St. Anne's 2010. <laughs> okay. It was B class. Um, that was my first year <laughs> marketing <laughs> with my sister. Um, ah, so it's their fault. Okay. All right. <laughs> it was just super cringy for me. I had a little dance solo and they always talked about it. I was like, please stop. I was like, <laughs> super self-conscious. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we can just, we'll just wipe the slate on that one. No one yeah. needs to see the 10 year old dance solo. Exactly. Just pretend that doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> Word. I was wondering if maybe we're going to dig back to like Blessed Sacrament 1942 or something. Yeah. <laughs> I sure. wish I could get a video of it. Rough year. A lot of people were enrolled in the draft. It was, it was difficult. <laughs> um, but cool. Um, so if our listeners wanted to watch a video of you spinning, what's like a, your favorite video or a good video you could point towards that they could watch you in? Yeah. Um, this, mm, I'd say St. Anne's 2014. It was my first WGI. Um, yeah, I was just living my best life. It was super fierce. Um, <laughs> mm -hmm. Either that or St. Anne's 2015. Both are on YouTube. Okay, cool. And uh, where could people find you on social media? Um, find me on Instagram at amberpageant underscore. <laughs> That's all I've got. <laughs> <laughs> Word. All right, cool. Well, Amber, thank you for hopping on the show. It was good talking to you. Good luck at uh, WGI next week and uh, wrapping out what's probably your last season marching. Um, I'm sure it's going to go well. Thank you. All right. See you. Bye. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I thought it was really cool getting to have Amber on the show. She's got a lot of great experience, so it was pretty cool getting to have her perspective on things. Uh if you enjoyed the show as well, share it with a friend, subscribe, hit the follow button on Spotify, uh, tag us on our social media at On A Water Break, and maybe we'll do a performer spotlight on YouTube. See ya.